There you go. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Gentleman's Coach Podcast. My name is always your co-host, Corey Shaw. With me again, as always, your host, Mr. Alfred Harley. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to see everybody. See everybody. I can't see you, but I'm glad you're here. What are, uh, what are you what are you eating today? Well, now, see, now you started something. <laughs> I think the operative word is parfait. Yes. And I'm comfortable eating a parfait, and I, I, that, I'm, I'm chasing the parfait with a smoothie that I just finished. So, yes. And what, what color was that smoothie? It was, it was actually lavender. Uh, I thought it was Pepto-Bismol pink. <laughs> it could have been. I gave someone a hard time about that. <laughs> Who was that somebody you gave a hard time? Mm. I gave that to you. <laughs> so this is an interesting conversation we're going to have today because the com- topic I want to talk about is narcissism. Okay. And particularly narcissistic people. Right. Okay. All right. So when you when I say narcissism, what do you think of? Uh, somebody who is self-obsessed. Mm. Okay. I mean, just, what does that mean? When I think narcissism, I think of somebody who always thinks the conversation is about them. Mm, okay. Here's the definition I have. Or relates to them. Are you attracted to those people? No, it's annoying. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold on. I don't think that's being truthful. And I'm, I'm, the reason I'm talking about this topic is because it's, it's a really sort of whip around back to why being a gentleman and dealing with narcissism is such a big deal. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I think that they're. I don't know. because I feel like you're setting me up for a trick question here. Well, see, that's rude. <laughs> well, I, have I ever set you up with that? Hmm. Um, Every day. So. <laughs> So our per- current president, do you think he's a narcissist? Absolutely. Why? Because to give a, a perfect example, um, what was he talking about the other day that he brought back to himself? Was, was, it, was it Aretha Franklin? Well, Memorial Day. Was it that? It, it, it could have been Aretha. No, that was Madonna. Madonna, um, yeah, 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 I didn't. But that's another example of narcissism. Right. Well, I think this is a really an interesting topic for the Gentleman's Podcast because how do we as gentlemen deal with people who are narcissistic? Now, I'll be frank with you. I'm typically attracted to narcissistic women. Right. No, well, are you attracted to narcissistic women? And this is not your beautiful wife, but I'm moving out of this conversation. Right. I, I was going to say, before we move there, uh, what is what is your definition of narcissism? Mine is that they only can see the world from their perspective. Okay. That they assume... Their version of everything is accurate. Right. That they can, that they, they literally. That they can do no wrong. That everybody that comes across them is there for their use, purpose, and pleasure. So serving them in some Even way. if the person comes along that is defective, right, or they got a problem, or they just feel the need that it's prospectively their worldview is out. Now, I mean, I think there's a fine line between confidence, narcissism. It's a fine line between um, determination and narcissism, but when you can't acknowledge somebody else right. and enjoy their circumstances, what I find as an exercise I do that I think one of the things about if I could teach you anything about being a gentleman when you're in conversation and networking. So this is what I'm, narcissism and networking are close together. And this is the topic for today: narcissism and networking. Okay. So. 
you are a very young, handsome, twenty, intelligent, twenty nine, yeah, yeah, twenty nine years old. I'm at twenty nine. I already had two kids. I've been married for six years. Right. No, that's incorrect. I had been married for uh, eight years. Right. Which is a pretty long time, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I think that when I started doing networking events, I was blown away by how the exercise I'm going to teach today and I want to teach it to you okay. became an antidote to narcissism. Okay. So most people only want to talk about themselves. Right. Matter of fact, I like to do this experiment when I'm doing networking and networking is a big deal. Okay, I think to be successful in business, yeah, you have to be able to network. And here's the key. And one of my dear, dear friends watched me do this one time at a networking event. I talked to someone for an hour and a half and I never said a word. Right. And that person left feeling elated. And I never revealed one thing about myself or talked about myself at all. Right. And that's the lesson on this gentleman's coach podcast that I'm going to get across. Most people are narcissistic. I can be narcissistic. We can all be. Sure. I, I think everybody has a tendency to be. It's so, the it's the chronic narcissist that's the issue. Mm. So why do you think it's an antidote narcissism to in a networking event? to be questioning instead of receiving questioning instead of answering. That's the key. That's what I want everybody to take away from this short little podcast. Well, you have to, have you watched me do this? Have you seen me do this? I mean, I've seen you speak, but I, mm, okay. I don't think I've ever been to a, a networking event per se. That you were sober at? Right. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I'm hardly ever sober. All right. But, um, <laughs> um, damn, I lost, my, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> You're thinking about your drinking, but it is, if you go to a network event, and you're moving them around the room, right? A, a great icebreaker is ask them about themselves, and you will get real quick how comfortable people are about talking about their problems, their perspective, their stuff. Well, look at the internet. Oh. The, the internet is, especially when you talk about these, you know, these kind of forum sites, especially something like Reddit. I don't know how, mm -hmm. how familiar you are with Reddit, but people will. They'll be ageist. I know what Reddit the, is. <laughs> people will leap at the opportunity to talk about themselves. Mm hmm. They love it. Why is that? I don't know. Is it is it because they want to feel included? Is it because they want to yeah, they have the spotlight? Is I mean, I think there's a multitude of reasons why somebody would like. Personally, I don't I don't like talking about myself very often. Like I I've always had issues with um, doing like self assessments. Yes, because yes, well, you want to talk about the assessment I gave you? Oh God, no. <laughs> but I mean, like. Um, like somebody, like somebody saying, "I need you to write about your strengths or right. your your weaknesses or whatever." I, I I feel like if I write about my strengths, I'm I feel like I'm bragging or I feel like I'm, yes. I'm upping myself or selling myself too high. And talking about my weaknesses, I it, it scares me. Well, the gentleman doesn't do that. The gentleman's not a narcissist, right? Nor is he a bragger. The gentleman is a self-aware person, though. So this is a fine line that we have to distinguish here on this podcast. Which I'm going to talk about. We're doing a lot of ends, so it's a nuanced podcast. Right. Nuanced. Mm -hmm. Very like fancy. <laughs> so, <clears throat> narcissism is when it's all about you, and you talk about you and everything in the world. Like something happens in Afghanistan, you'll talk about that, and all of a sudden the, that person will say, "And that reminds something with me." How is that possible? You have nothing connected with Afghanistan, but you're bringing right. it back to yourself. But you, they will reach. Oh. They will find some tiny, minuscule thing to link back to Afghanistan. Right. So here's the thing. The nuanced part of this is you have to be aware of yourself 
to the point where you know your strength and your weaknesses. Right. I think in a networking event, asking the questions of the people there is a great way to gather data. Now I've had people criticize me and say, "What do you? What am I on the cross examination?" And I've said to this person, "No, I'm getting to know you. I'm gathering information about you. I don't know you." Right. Now I can be a little bit hyper focused on it, which sometimes I have to modulate, but. If the person really wants to talk about them, they'll leave the conversation knowing nothing about you and feeling like it went great. Right. So if you if you did a, a, a post op conversation to have that go, they'd be like, you know what, Albert is the greatest guy in the world. He, I didn't say a word. You know nothing about me. You know anything about right, me. Right, right. So I think we need to take advantage of that in this culture of of narcissism and say you can be successful in networking anywhere by asking as many questions to the other people as possible. Right. Most guys that I've met in these networking, especially people of different generation. Their own narcissism takes over, so they want to make an impression on people. Right. No, 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 no. Don't be, don't, don't do that. Just gather the data and make yourself valuable to the person in the conversation. That may be prompting them to different areas of the conversation, right. so they can talk about themselves some more. Right. Yeah, I think that is such a huge key, especially in business, is is valuable. And mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about this, uh, not you and I, but uh, one of the girls here at the firm we were talking about marketing mm. and that that is the key to marketing mm-hmm. is making sure you're providing value to somebody else right but it's a two way street because a you want to provide value for somebody else but in return that person also has to provide you value what company do you think has value what company do you feel like is a really valuable company national well, it depends on what you on what kind of value you're you're talking about Okay. Apple could be a valuable company because it provides you with technology. It lets it allows people to do their jobs. Some people <laughs> like us, we have all Apple products in our in our office. They provide value to us. How they they provide value in a lot of ways. They're reliable, right? Their products are well really well built, right? Um, I think the companies that they've beaten out, they became less valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Apple honed down. I mean, think about it. I have an Apple iPhone. Right. The thing is. It works. It's killer, man. It's killer, right? We have an Apple computer. So we're talking about this. So the, the value for them is their reliability, their design, right? Their customer service, right? Their um, sort of flexible across different mediums, and you know. I, I think when you're talking on that scale, if you were, if you just posed me the question like you just did, what what company provides value? Every company out there that's doing something is going to provide somebody value in some way, or else they wouldn't be. Where they are. Yeah, I think that I'm talking about something of really like you a go-to. That net, networking is you become the go-to. We had this in one of your assessments. You wanted to have a little bit more knowledge base for that experience. So if you're the, on top of someone's mind of the go-to on a topic, like I got to go to him for this or her to that. Right. That's a very valuable sense of credibility. So let's take YouTube for example. Okay. YouTube provides immense value. Because on one hand, you can use it to blow off time if that's what you want to do. If you just want to be brainless for an hour, you can mm-hmm. you can blow an hour on YouTube easy. But also, you can learn anything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. I am not. We've talked about this before. I am not a handy person. Right. I, that was never taught to me. I, I just there have been several times where something in the house needed to be fixed, and I didn't want to wait until my landlord got around to it. Um, so I looked up on YouTube and I fixed it myself. I mean, right. step by step, guys. So that provides value to me. Yeah, my daughter told me about a YouTube that was six hours long teaching about the basic Russian alphabet. 
I think that's a perfect example of the most non-narcissistic thing ever. Yeah, that means that somebody sat down for six hours. To provide, and, and may not even get paid on it. Probably not. Right. Especially with YouTube's new model. We've learned that. Right. So when, that's a really good example of adding value and credibility, but having an impact on the world. So when you go to a, a networking meeting, I think some people go because they want to make an impression for themselves. Right. Instead of finding the value in other people there. And that's my argument. Now, I've never been to a network meeting. And for those of you who, who haven't been, like like me, what what takes place at these networking meetings? What's the what's the structure? Well, what's they usually the, just center around now. They're usually center around wine. So it's basically just I mean, like everybody, a, everybody can nobody can do anything now without drinking. It's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I've never understood. It. I mean, we've got an alcohol problem in this country, but I mean, it's really. Oh, I was at the Norva last night. I know we have an alcohol. Problem. And for those who don't know, the Norva is a is a concert venue. Great, here. great venue. Great venue. Plug the Norva. Absolutely. Um, if you're looking for sponsors. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely have an alcohol problem. Yeah. So, <laughs> but a network event is where you we got a topic, you're there. Um, it could be a professional group. You, I go to a lot of real estate stuff. You know that because right, it's real estate yeah, And so I've always been very uncomfortable with that. I think I've been to one bar, you know, legal bar function in my career. Right. I don't particularly like lawyers, so I don't go. Right. Um, when I go to real estate network events, what I try to do is have a plan. So. I think the narcissist now has struggled with marketing this in this not marketing but networking in this structure because they don't feel like they can see the point of the impression. They don't know why they're making. So you're trying to make an impression, or you're trying to add value. Right. So here's some tips. A very practical podcast for the gentleman's Yeah, absolutely. Number one, go to a networking event with a plan about how much time you're going to be there. That's a good. That's a good idea. Okay. You should go a little uh, not not too early because you don't look like a loser. Right. But I typically go a little late and always have a plan about how long I'm going to be there. Right. Because I'm sure you can get lost in those things. Just you can caught get, up talking to a thousand different and here's people. here's my thing. Don't eat. Don't eat. Yeah. You know my rule about eating in a, in a networking event or a public professional event. You look horrible. And nobody wants to see like a, I mean, when I eat, I want to be privately eating. Right. Like, you know, I got a bib for one of my friends. She... She and I love the fact that she's like that. It's great. I mean, I'll give you you're, right, here's right. a bib. Go to it, girl. You know what you got to do. I, I respect right. it. Eating is very primal, and we have a. Uh, I love it, but I mean, <laughs> right? But uh, and I, I'm thinking back to some of the speaking events that I've been to with you, that have provided breakfast or lunch, and people will run to that table, and they'll fill their food, mm -hmm. they'll fill their plate, and they will sit at those tables just. No regard for who's around them, just shoveling food. In their I face. never talk to those people. You got stuff in your teeth. Yeah. You spilled stuff on your shirt. I never talk to those people. You know why? Yeah. They're motivated by things I'm not motivated by. Right. So the third, the third tip: number one, get there a little late, be ready to go. Know how much time you're gonna spend. Number two, don't eat. Yeah. Number three, have a plan of who you're. Don't get caught up with one person. And it's it's not high school. You're right. working. Right. Okay. Have a list of five people that you think are going to go to this function in your mind. Go find them, introduce yourself, gather their cards, follow up afterwards, right. get that information. That's the that's a huge, huge point. Allow them find something about, and we're going to get to the narcissism in a minute. Mm -hmm. That's the third tip. Find the cards, get it. Don't get caught up with too many people. Transition in the following manner. Okay, this is the fourth thing. Transitioning in a networking event to find the other narcissists. 
narcissists typically are successful people because they are only focused on themselves. Right, right. Notice you're there for business, so let's see what kind of value you can get. And then ask the following question. The fourth thing when you're transitioning, here's how you do it. Hey, it's really nice been talking to you. I'm going to follow up with you. I, I would like to speak to this other person. I hope you have a great day. Yeah. Be very clear. That's some Jordan Peterson advice, too. Be precise in your language. Right. When you when you hit the appeal that you want to hit, make sure during the conversation, this is where we're going to get narcissism, nuance, network. Here's the narcissism. What is your biggest challenge right now? That's a great question to ask any person who's a narcissist. Right. Because they will tell you. And if they say, oh, no, everything's great, well, then follow up with, well, what's been making it great? Right. Those two questions, they may not come out and say, hey, I need you to help me with something. But if you find something in that conversation that you can add value to, right. do it for free. Follow up. Get a book. Get a contact. Send a thank you letter. You see me do this all the time yeah, yeah. because it's a nice way to be a gentleman and not try to be like, oh, that guy's such a narcissist. I don't want to talk to him ever again. No, add value to it. Yeah, yeah. You're not there for a charitable function. You're there for see what you know what's going on. And also, you don't need to be friends with this person. Right. You're all there for the same reason. You're all there to gain value from them in, in one way or another, whether mm -hmm. it be through business or, or, you know, I never really realized because before here, a lot of the places that I had worked for were, you know, corporate places and there's our, uh, our, every, every time we have a podcast up, it rings. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Now it's a thing. Now it has to ring. Well, it rings. We got it. I don't know who that is. So um, but... I never understood how important it was to have friends in business. Mm. Okay. Here's the, here's the thing. I'm, and I finished report pay, by the way. Good. I'm glad. Thank you so much. I, you know, I'm going to waste away. The show. <laughs> He's like, so here's the thing. Friendship is, you know, I, I have basically one main friend. Right. And I use the word friends, you know. I have a lot of people who would be my friends if I spent time with them on a regular basis, but it's work. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I consider them my friends because if I see them, it's, it's a, it's a really positive interaction. Right. Here's what I think the number one thing a gentleman can do in their networking, find how to make that person's life better. Right. And then give it to them. Yeah. I think if there's one thing Corey, I can impart to you is that's to be more magnanimous, to be more generous, to be more giving to do things for people just out of wanting to help them improve them and fill a need that they might have. Right. That they just happenstancely said to you. Right. And I, I like to do that through books or through gifts or whatever, but do that quietly. A gentleman's coach should always be looking for an opportunity in a networking event to do the following, make another introduction. Oh, you know what? You know who you need to meet this person, let them meet and get out of the middle of it. And I've seen you do that numerous times. Right. Call this person. Call and, this person. Right. Or make the introduction. What makes that what makes that valuable to you if you're making that introduction? Well, because it it, it helps the the middle party, the party who you've told to, hey, let me introduce you to this person. It A, you're helping them. You're providing them value via somebody else. Uh-huh. And they'll remember you. And I'm not asking for anything. Right. Yeah. Which is what I'm sure a lot of what's going on around you at these events mm. is. Yeah. you got to see the world bigger. A gentleman never thinks of the world's scarcity. It's, it's much bigger, right? Right. And so, you know, I think that the more you give away in that regard, the more credibility you have. Sure. Narcissists cannot give anything away. People, 
people remember people remember generosity mm-hmm. for a long time. And it doesn't have to be money or a gift. No, 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 no. It could be your time. Right. Just helping somebody or bringing value to somebody one way or another. People remember you being generous. Right. People will forget you for being an asshole. I think the other thing about a narcissist in networking event and giving value to people is that they, they, they're feeling a need that they have, right. but it's not truly unattached. A narcissist will do it, but they want to feel like they've done it and get credit for it and like they, you owe them something for right. it. And there's the, the, the big thing you got to avoid. Right. I, Gary Vanderstar talks about this all the time. Doing right things for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. And making sure you enjoy the process of it. Right. You enjoy the process. And so this is a kind of a quick podcast about if you're out there and you're a gentleman, the first thing you do is try to find an opportunity to be in a networking circumstance where you're adding value to everybody else possibly there. Right. Now, one of the ways that I've seen this happen, I had a friend of mine who was in a networking event. He would initially go up to someone and if they didn't have a drink, you'd say, can I get you a drink? Or a glass of water, right? And there, that sense of uh, they didn't know what to say. No, it's fine. And they would say sure, and he would get that and give that to them. It immediately connected them together. Immediately, it's a baller move. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And so he would say, "Here you go," and it was a sense of service. I loved it. Right. He's approaching it like you would approach a woman. Exactly. Picking up a woman in a bar. Well, yeah, that's and he kind of did it that way. Right. And um, so and I really enjoyed the water that they got me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, but my, I guess was, but my point is, I like the fact that he was starting with service. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That's the exact opposite of a narcissist. Right. 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 Absolutely. So I think one of the things I want to leave everybody with today is we're in a culture now where it's all about us, Facebook selfies. And all. Let's, can we just make a rule right now? Don't ever do another selfie ever again. No. If you're a guy and a girl who's out there in the world, just take the selfie stick you have, throw it away. Yeah, please. just stop it. It is the ultimate to me in a, in a narcissistic perspective. Why do you want to take a picture of yourself? Nobody cares about you enough to worry about it. It's just like, please look at me. It's desperate. Don't do it. Right. Help other people, and make sure when you're at a networking event to identify narcissists and really give value to them. I think right. you'll you'll find yourself feeling better about the whole process and gives you more focus afterwards as well. And while we're talking about that, uh, don't post on social media unless it provides value to somebody else. Exactly. Nobody nobody cares about half the stuff that you post online. Right. This is this is a huge issue. This is a huge issue with, with social media. I think we don't know how to handle it yet right. as a society because it, 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 has, it has grown so quickly. And that's one of the huge issues is that it's given a platform to everyone. Yeah. And that breeds narcissism. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go off on this rant because I don't like this person because of this, 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 and this. Well, you just talked about you for 10 minutes. Yeah. And I think it also goes back to the fact there should be some things in that if you're living your life by, there should be some principles. Number one, Am I being uh, self, am I self-absorbed? Right. They're always about me. Oh, my God. Number two, am I really engaging with other people because I, I want to help them? Or it's because I feel like I got I have this superimposing duty to fix everybody because they're just not as good as I am. Get over yourself. You're not that great. That or I want to be seen as doing the yeah, right thing. Just get over yourself. Yeah. You don't always have to solve the problem for people, okay? Right. You're the problem. This is everybody. You are the problem. <laughs> right, right. Number three. Uh, look at your intentions. Right. 
you know, it's 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 funny, you know, when the, there's a there's a biblical story about the flood, and it says that God looked at the intentions of their hearts and found them to be evil. Right. Then He said the flood. That, to me, the intentions of somebody's actions. Right. If you love somebody, love them purely. If you if you don't like them, be clear about it. Don't yeah. don't be a hypocrite about it. And that's why, what a lot of these networking events are. It's just so hypocritical. Why waste your time? I remember the first time we met, you had said that your your thoughts on most things are hell yes or hell no. Mm -hmm. There is no in between. Right. You know, am I going to do this? Hell yeah or hell no. Am I going to let this person in my life? Am I going to give this person time? Hell yes or hell no. Right. And I think that's a great way of looking at it. Think in absolutes. And, and speak in absolutes. Please, please That's the Jordan avoid. Peterson precise language yeah. stuff. Read that chapter. You, you haven't read that chapter yet because you haven't got there. No, no, I haven't. Wow. Wow. Um, it's, only, it's only been three months since you got the book. I've also been studying to get my insurance well, license. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm learning a different language is mm -hmm. the way I like okay. to put it. Um, well, we should annuitize that book so you've got it. What's annuity mean? Never mind. <laughs> um, no. Speak. Get rid of your noncommittals. Right. Speak in absolutes. Say what you mean, because speaking in, I mean, this goes off the off the topic a little bit, but, you know, we're, we're kind of rolling with it here. But I, it, you're not doing anybody no. and, and yourself any favors by saying, well, I kind of like it or I, I kind of want to go or do what you want to do and don't do what you want to do. Well, no, this goes back to the topic of narcissism because narcissists don't want to ever commit because they don't want to feel like they piss somebody off because they, they require everyone's attention. Mm. And really, it, they live in this world where the, the, they, they think they're the only one that matters. They're really, they don't matter. Right. And I had a conversation with a client last night and they were very upset about something that, that happened to them. And I said, in the scope of things, you have a money problem. You don't have um, a Syrian refugee problem. Right. And they, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do I mean? What I mean is you have a home. Right. Those folks have been displaced for years. They've lost everything. You don't have – we don't – get your problems in perspective. So this is about – when you network with a narcissist, they don't have any perspective. Right. They still can be valuable because that narcissist could introduce you to somebody that you need. Right. So be clear, frank, and direct. So I want, I want to end it with this conversation cool. I had with the AT&T people the other day. <laughs> I was at AT&T trying to get another phone. And here's what I – here's what I, I went in. Jonathan was a very helpful young man. He starts to pitch me, and I said, no, no, I'm sorry. I forgot to set the boundaries of this relationship. Right. We don't have a relationship. Right. <laughs> I want you and I to be civil and to conduct this transaction with efficiency and clarity. Yeah. I do not want you and I to bond over this phone. Right. We are not friends. Yeah. I said that in front of his <clears throat> – we're not. I don't want. It's not an appropriate transactional situation. And especially because in that moment, your phone was having issues. You went into that place knowing what you wanted and what you needed. Right. It's not like you wandered in there off the street. Like, hey, I think I'll check out the the yeah, selection. Hey man, can you hang out? You right. didn't need the sales. Set pitch. the expectation and follow through with it. Be precise. Don't. I, maybe some people are going to say, "Oh, Albert's a jerk. He's a, yeah, okay, whatever." The reality is, Jonathan didn't care about my time. And he didn't read you properly. No, he didn't. And for him, it was he'd be narcissistic. I'm going to pitch this guy. No, we're not. Me walking in doesn't automatically make me succumb to your pitch situation. I don't want direct TV yeah. ever. So that goes back to the networking event too. There's times when you're talking to somebody, you can politely dis disengage from them. Don't don't be so um, Mr. Nice Guy that you waste your time on a situation that doesn't exist. And that. Yeah. 
that is the thing that gets back to podcast number one. Right. All right. So there, there it is. Nuance, it. narcissism, and networking. So that share that. I would love some feedback on that. I, I put those implementation, those rules in place. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of places for you guys to leave your uh, your thoughts and uh, and again ideas for for future podcasts. I mean, our brains can only hold so so many pearls of wisdom uh, to cover these just, topics. Is that what you're calling it? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Mine specifically. <laughs> well, I'm going to um, smoothie to finish. All right. And uh, oh, you finish your part, babe. Perfect. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Well, we will uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye.